Hi, I'm Ann Frazier. Welcome to another edition of Bringing Hope to Alzheimer's. Today I'm sitting here with my friend Isabel Lose. And Isabel is, I wanted to make sure I say this right, so I'm going to yes. read it. Isabel is the Event and Relationship Coordinator yes. at Heartland Cremation and Burial Society. You are a fifth generation member, right, mm -hmm. of the family in funeral and uh, cremation industry. I am. And your family-owned business is based in Kansas City and has been serving families for over 20 years. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, welcome. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. This Thanks is great. For being here. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just start right off. So, share with our listeners how you got involved with Night of Hope. So, um, I met Hillary through being a part of just this community and um, knowing a bunch of hospice nurses and going to meetings. Instantly headed off. She also was a part of a family business. So, being the daughters of you know tycoons in our business was uh, kind of a connection we got to and great organization, um, said great things about you. And I knew kind of once I learned a little bit about this, this is something I wanted to be a part of. So Wonderful. Well, I'm now. so glad. I'm so glad you're here. Um, so what inspired your family uh, to work in the funeral and cremation industry? And how did that ultimately lead them to create Heartland Cre Creation and Cremation, excuse mm -hmm. me, and Burial Society? Yeah. So our story, if you want the long version, we'll long short it up, um, begins 1925. Uh, like I said, I am the fifth generation. So mm -hmm. my great, great, I think I did that right, Grandpa is the founder of Gibson Funeral Homes, a really small town in Carrollton, Missouri, about an hour and a half from here. Um, my grandpa took over after his father, and then boom, uh, my mom was born. So there wasn't uh, a guy to kind of take over. So um, he just was like, what are we going to do? You know, who's kind of the next generation? My parents decided to come together. Their high school sweethearts um, after college got married and wanted to not stay in the small town. So they're like, hey, let's move up to the big city and let's bring a new generation here. Funerals uh, were kind of obviously the big rage in the 90s and nobody really did cremation yet. And my dad kind of had this visual of, this is where the future is gonna go. I feel in my heart of hearts, cremation's gonna get more popular. So after talking to my grandpa, uh, he pitched creating Heartland in Raytown, Missouri. So we took over Hinton Funeral Homes, which was a uh, another family-owned business there. And we opened up our crematory there. And everyone was like, why? Um, and now about 70% of people are doing cremation. So obviously my dad knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. We still offer traditional funerals as well. Um, but we pride ourselves on being kind of an urban, um, forward thinking funeral. So we want to go with where the people go. Um, and with that now means we have people who are interested in all different kinds of funerals, all different kinds of services. So last year I decided this was kind of my role to come in and start educating people, talking about death, normalizing it, um, kind of creating a new juncture of working together with hospice, working together to talk about dementia, Alzheimer's, all sorts of things, and give people the option to choose what's going to happen to them before they can't really remember or the choice is unfortunately taken away from them. Correct. So we pride ourselves on being a funeral home that wants to elevate with the trends and with each generation has come a new idea and a new way to elevate our business. Right. And we all have an expiration date. Absolutely. We're all going to die. Absolutely. Nobody <laughs> likes to talk about it necessarily, but it's a conversation that mm -hmm. needs to happen. And if someone has uh, dementia yeah. and they get too far down the path, mm -hmm. then they have no insight and they, yeah. they cannot make a decision 
Um, and so it's great to have those conversations before mm-hmm. if you can get a family member to have them. Absolutely. And so. I think it's really, really important to um, have those conversations because nobody wants to deal with death. Just like you said, nobody wants to deal with it, especially when it's your loved one and you're already having the hardest time of your life and dealing with grief Mm -hmm. and the person you would turn to comfort isn't there anymore. So having these conversations allows you to not also be stressed in this moment. It's taken care of. And there's so much power in, I think, comfort and understanding what is going to happen to your physical being once you are no longer there. And I think there's a lot of um, power in knowing, hey, I have that choice. And this is kind of the last big decision I got to make for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really important to me. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Very good. Very good. <laughs> so you kind of talked about how services have evolved. Absolutely. And so also you guys have people that are interested in donating their brain or their body to science. So talk to me more about that. Yeah. Like I said, you know, funerals and everything that involves death has evolved so much over the time. Um, You could only really bury your dead before. That was your one-stop option. And then cremation became part into the story. And now you can do that. And with advances in science, now we are able to have a choice of using our physical as a teaching device. Um, So we work with a company based in St. Louis um, that does body donation and brain donation to research hospitals. So it goes towards students who are working in all different fields of science, and they get to use your physical being to learn. Um, And it's really, really awesome. A lot of people who are teachers want to give what we say the gift of life, the gift of donation to somebody. Um, Or if you have Alzheimer's, you have dementia, and you want to go, what the heck, open me up, figure out what's going on, because the doctor who's who's working on you could be the doctor who cures dementia. And so having that ability is really, really awesome. And something that people also don't realize is it is completely free. So it is the only death option that is free to you. So it also gives a lot of people options that they wouldn't otherwise have. Funerals are expensive. Cremation is expensive. And unfortunately, a lot of people take advantage of those prices and will rack them up. So if you don't have the money, this is another great way to feel like you have a purpose, but not just thrown to the wayside. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really important. Mm -hmm. And with our program, you also get cremates back. So once you've made that donation, whatever is remaining of the physical gets returned to us and your family still gets a portion of you. So if that is something that is important for the family to have a piece, that is something you still get, even though you did donate your body, which I think is very, very awesome. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure Hillary and you know a little Mm -hmm. bit about my story. Mm -hmm. So both my parents passed away um, from Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. dementia, but even when they passed away in 2012. Yeah. They did not know they were they were diagnosed with probable Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. right? Because they didn't really know for sure. Right. But my mom and my dad presented very differently. So mm-hmm. they had some similarities, but some things were very different. My mm-hmm. mom repeated, 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 which is classic Alzheimer's. Right. My dad did not. And so anyway, there were some some very stark differences. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to do a brain harvest uh, where we had their brains completely analyzed. Mm-hmm. And that came back to tell us more about, we found out that my mom did have true Alzheimer's and it told us that she had a lot of oral bacteria in her brain, Mm -hmm. which is huge. A lot of people don't realize that that simple fact of taking care of your oral health um, so you aren't having periodontitis. Absolutely. 
because your the oral bacteria is so close to your brain, it breaks the blood-brain barrier mm -hmm. and deposits in the brain, and that can help cause memory issues. Absolutely. And Alzheimer's. So, so you guys, do you do brain harvesting? Um, we do through that program. Research? Mm -hmm. We do through that program. And does absolutely. the families then get that that um, information about their loved ones? Yeah, that? that is something that they can absolutely fill out. Um, you can you can't specifically. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you do full body, say, well, I want you to just work on this part. Whatever you choose to donate is obviously going to be researched on, but you can request that information and they can present to you. And um, we don't really give people a timeline because you never know how long that research is gonna take, uh, but you can do that for families so they can get those answers. I also think it's a huge wake up call because we kind of forget that we are biodegradable things because we are so sentient and can feel and engage with each other but having that knowledge of how to take care of yourself or knowing what is in your family to be able to help yourself and grow from that not just for everybody but for yourself and your line i think is really really awesome and really special it is it is and and when i was in college i had um uh anatomy and physiology, and mm -hmm. I had a lab, a cadaver lab, but I just did um, observation only mm -hmm. because I, I'm very squeamish. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, but I was, once you see the way a body is put together, yeah. God is amazing. Oh, it's it's the, the way God put our bodies together is incredible, and and I was so thankful mm -hmm. for these people who gave their body to mm -hmm. science that I could learn, and all Absolutely. of us could learn. That is a huge gift. I that's why we call it the gift of donation because that's truly what we believe it is. I think anybody who is willing to um, put themselves on the line for education for science, um, whether it's in <clears throat> the physical post or past um, death, I think it's it's just so amazing for mm -hmm. for us to be right. able to learn from that. Right, right. And as a Christian, you know, I believe mm -hmm. you know that that my spirit has long gone to heaven, right. and, right. and so it is literally just you know. Mm -hmm my physical, you know, matter, Absolutely. so to speak. So, yeah. So. I think, yeah, I think it, religious, um, spiritual, whatever you identify, I think just we as a culture have just become very um, desensitized to death, but not necessarily in a bad way. I just think we are slowly becoming more and more comfortable talking about it. And so the presence of needing that physical has become less and less. So programs like this are starting to become really, really popular because we aren't as attached to our physical bodies anymore. We have an understanding of having the spirit around you, whether that's through your God, through your spirituality, whatever, um, your people are still there. And so that physical can be used to continue helping because your loved one is still contributing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. So what challenges do you have? Um, and, and I want to always continue to bring this back to mm -hmm. Alzheimer's dementia. Absolutely. So what challenges do you have? Um, as I know you had said, you know, that pre-planning, getting mm -hmm. that conversation started early. Mm -hmm. Walk me through a family that has a loved one with dementia. Mm -hmm. And maybe they have or have not had that conversation prior. I think the first step is always the hardest. Um, they say, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And I think that first bite is always the hardest. And that's coming to the understanding that it is time to have this conversation. Um, not everybody thinks that uh, we have time, we have time, we have time, and then it's too late. So starting that um, and having people... Uh, really come and find comfort from that. That's why I like to say there's a lot of power in knowing what's going to happen. So sitting down and saying, hey, I'm uncomfortable with it. You're uncomfortable with it. But I want you to know 
and have comfort in what's going to happen. So let's talk about it. And just allowing to open that door. And sometimes they're right there knocking. They just need you to open it for them and to say, hey, it's okay. And understanding them. Do you help have those conversations with families? I don't personally, um, but our staff um, is really, really amazing. Uh, we are almost all women funeral directors, which is really, really cool. And having parents who had parents who are funeral directors, all of my grandparents are funeral directors being a part of that. Just growing up and almost that osmosis of learning, you just know how to have those uncomfortable things and how to approach those. And I think whether you're a nurse, um, a hospice a director, anything, you have to be okay with having those and you have to be a therapist and you have to be empathetic. So knocking on those doors, opening them and saying, hey, we're all in it together. Let's make these decisions and really treating them like family. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's see, as far as collaboration mm -hmm. with other industry experts yeah. and providers, what resources do you provide families? So um, we like to work a lot with people like um, PASS, like Hillary, for example. Um, Hillary and I having that connection allows Rusty to create these contracts with some of these older people and say, hey, I got these people again, knowing where you're gonna go before you die, or families coming in saying, hey, we have somebody with dementia. We want to start talking about conversations. We legally can't do anything. Whoever your next of kin is, once that person passes, is your next of kin. But we can say, hey, go to you know our friends here at Elder Law. You can get your contracts in place, and we can help things not be stressful for ultimately when your family does come to us. Or being really, really close with hospice nurses. They're calling us and saying, here is this person's favorite color. Here's what they like. Here's this, this, and this. So when your family comes over, we already know about you. And they know that they're sending that, their family to somewhere that's going to treat their past one with mm. respect. So just, I think, creating that dialogue of community. Again, hardest thing you're ever going to have to go through, let us all make it easier for you and direct you. And I think educating people and telling them about those steps is important because we're ignorant to what to do about death until unfortunately we have to deal with it. Exactly, exactly. Where do you see the industry heading in the upcoming years? You kind of touched on this yeah. earlier, but. I think parties, and that's weird to say, but absolutely parties. Like um, life celebrations. Life celebrations, people being joyful and rejoicing and remembering and sharing stories and being together and being excited that that person isn't suffering, excited that that person is now with their God. This person is with past loved ones and understanding um, that funerals aren't for the dead. They're dead. They're for the people left over. They're for you to celebrate that person how you want. Um, like I said, when my dad got into the industry in the 90s, um, everyone said, I want a funeral. And you'd get that one uncle in the back who's like, you're not getting me. I'm going to be cremated. And he's like, okay, so I'll give you a crematory. Now we're getting people come in going, well, I don't want my urn just sitting here. Throw me a party. So that's what we're doing. We're, we're creating spaces for people to party and to celebrate and to rejoice however they want. I love that. I just mm -hmm. recently, I sell real estate full time mm -hmm. as Absolutely. well as, as run a charity. And um, I had a client that lost a loved one mm -hmm. to Alzheimer's mm -hmm. and was absolutely devastated to get rid of, you know, the things and move and all those yeah. things. And um, I just kept saying, remember that 
the things and the home mm-hmm. is not your loved one. Absolutely. Your loved one is in here, mm-hmm. your heart, and in your memories. Yeah. And and that's the part you can celebrate. Mm-hmm. No one's going to take that away from no. you. So your house is not... It's, I mean, it's, it's just not, it's not your person. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it was, it was interesting, that very yeah. concept. I so. truly believe that, you know, people are only dead if you stop talking about them. You mm-hmm. know, if, if they're alive in your thoughts and alive in your stories and shared and pictures and memories, that's what remains. Not your physical, because your physical, regardless of where you are, what happens is gone. It's you. It's, it's your memory that you leave behind. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If somebody is interested in learning more about your services, yeah. um, what should they do and how do they do it? Yeah, um, well, www.heartlandcremation.com is our website. Um, we have three different locations. Uh, our main base is in Raytown, Missouri. We have an arrangement office in Overland Park. And then we just opened up a brand new celebration of life space to do just what I was talking about. Opened a couple months ago. So farm fresh out there in Blue Springs, Missouri, which is pretty cool. Um, But yeah, take a look on there. We're very honest about our prices, very honest about our packages. Um, Call, we are always on the phones. Um, We don't have secretaries, we don't have call centers, it's us. And we're there to answer questions, we're there to talk to you. Um, Even if you're not dying, ask us questions. We're, We're dying to answer you, so yeah. I have one last question for you. When you guys are, mm-hmm. are planning a funeral, I don't know how often you learn how the person passed. Mm-hmm. But if you do, what percentage of people would you say have a loved one that dies with some form of dementia? More often than not. It's getting more and more common. Is it at least 50%? Probably. Okay. Mm-hmm. Especially with um, a lot of our older people. Um, I would say anybody probably 60 plus. A lot of those cases are going to be some sort of memory loss and or... Um, related from an illness um, that resulted in memory loss. It's getting more and more and more common. And so, uh, yeah, having that education and being able to let people know is really important. Right, because a lot of times, you know, people will say, you don't actually die of Alzheimer's or dementia. You die of a complication. Uh, mm-hmm. because of that. Um, Absolutely. So, right. So but a lot of those stories are getting more common of, well, mom's last few days didn't know or, you know, it was starting to go. I mean, that's, <clears throat> it's everybody's story coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time. Is Thank there anything you so much. that we did not cover today that you want to say? Um, I'm just really, really excited. Um, if you guys ever want to ask questions about death, ask somebody. Um, I think it should be talked about more normal. I think it is a weird conversation, but the more we normalize it, I think the better it's going to be for everybody in the end. And so ask questions. Awesome. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming today. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll look forward to talking to you all next time. Thanks.